Hello, everybody. Good morning. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to The Weekly Dish with... Seventy Mars. Who's wearing a very delightful Spam t-shirt this morning. Oh, right. I'm just... Fantastic. I'm digging through the old uh, closet going, okay, winter's over. Winter's and over. It's time to switch it up. Um... Yeah, it's gonna be for it's chilly, <laughs> but it's gonna be a great. Okay, we were expecting weather report. We were expecting rain like either today or tomorrow, and right now it looks like it's not. It's gonna be sunny and sixty. That's great. That's amazing for especially for Mother's Day weekend. I had Come to, um, I had to put some garbage bags over a few little annuals this this week. Oh, did you? Yes, they were looking a little tired and sad and like, oh. Yeah, I haven't planted anything. Because you're good, because yeah. you're not even supposed to well, this I week. Also, I have no time. So it's really more <laughs> about, it's really not so much necessarily about my strategy as much as it is my lack of time. Lack of time and plan. Money, or money, May happens to be just a mess up month. Can we all agree on that? Like, it's as far as like it goes, you have the end of school year stuff happening if you have kids. And so they're packing in everything they can at the end of the school year. Right. Plus, a lot of spring and summer activities are starting. I know soccer has started, summer soccer. In my day, it actually was played in summer and not in April. And there's all of the, you know, kind of things where a lot of the events are happening in town because it's nice weather. It's usually it's bug free. It's not stinking hot. And people aren't on vacation yet. So there's like events to go to. Yeah. Which just boils up into being a really stressful time. <laughs> you have a lot going on. I know. There's a lot. There's just stuff. It's not a big deal. It's um, I have been... Well, Kurt's got the van going. Okay. He has stripped the Wonder Bread van. All of the stinky stuff, all the carpeting, all of that has come out. He's bought a new, some kind of compostable fancy toilet. He literally wanted to have toilet conversations with me for about 25 minutes. And I just had to say, pick one. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to hear about toilet maintenance and seals and all the stuff. Yep. And then he made the mistake of telling me that he bought some black carpet. Oh. And I was like, why black? Black? What's happening with black carpet? That's not working in... My retro Instagram virgin picture van in my head. They're white. They're clean. They're oh, no, bright. Well, not carpet. So he I'm has, actually with him on this. He has assured me that the black carpet is just liner for like the stairs, and then he's yeah. going to put like wood laminate down. So yeah, we'll you, see. You can't have white carpet in a van, dude. It's just black carpet. I was like, it's not upholstery. Like yeah. it needs to look good. It needs to look fun. It'll just be. It'll. You won't even notice it. That's the best part. Oh, you really probably. Won't. That's what he says. Okay, so let's talk about the James Beard Awards let's. because I was there and I wanted. To, we want to talk about the recap. Uh, so I went to. So last week after the show, basically on Sunday, I left in the morning to go to the James Beard Awards in Chicago. Of course, we all know that Ann Kim by now was our spectacular winner, but just. The fact that I, I kind of wanted to go, not just to report on, like, you know, the fact if we did get a winner or not, because we might, you know, we could have lost out to a couple other people. Um, but the fact of watching it as a spectacle was kind of my intention. And man, was it a spectacle. How it, many people do you think were there? Oh, I mean, I don't know, like a thousand maybe. Okay. I mean, like, it was two levels of this opera house that was just full. And I mean, I, yeah, I, I would think so, at least. And it was it was so interesting because it was everybody from like, you know, really big names, obviously, like Tom Colicchio. Did you see him? I saw Tom Colicchio. I actually ran into Tom Colicchio. Like I literally 
ran into Tom Colicchio. Like, I turned the corner. I was stalking Zimmern, trying to get his attention, and I ducked around a, a column, and I went, bam! And I ran right into him. Like, oh, sorry. I did my, oh, sorry. And oh. uh, and I, and I then he just sort of passed over, and then I realized as I'd passed, I was like, oh, that was Tom Colicchio. That's so funny. I totally ran into him. Um, and then, uh, but then there's, I couldn't find David Chang for the life of me. I tried so hard. Elisa, the photographer was like, oh, I saw him going to the bathroom and I waited outside for a few minutes. She's like, and then it got real creepy. And then I left. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, funny. I was like, okay, that's true. But, uh, you know, it was fun. And it was like, the best part is, of course, there's the awards and there's the weird media thing with the awards. Like we were up in a press room and, you know, we were watching and there's all these other media people and they're all dressed up and beautiful. Everybody's in these gowns, but we're like the media, right? What did you wear? Oh, I just wore like a little black suit with a little, you know, like a swishy blue top and some really inappropriate shoes because my feet by the end (laughs) of the night were dying. Um, but so you can go between there's like balcony seats and then there's seats up in the and then there's like a room, a press room with like screens and audio and and gin and cheese and all sorts of things. And then you go and you can sit in the seats and you can kind of move back and forth, which was cool. Um, but there were some people in the uh, in the upper media room who were a little annoying. I have to tell you. Like what kind of people? Like New York media who I'm not going to name. Oh. Who were Kat Kinsman was there and she's awesome. So that was not her, just to be clear, because there's pictures of her and my stuff. But it was a couple other people from websites, let's say, of the New York Persuasion who were like, oh, I can't believe that person won. Like, that one is like, that's just a really bad move for the James Beard Awards. Like, that kind of thing. And I was like, wow, you have no idea who's here, like, in representing that person or reporting on that person. And like, you're just throwing your kind of cattiness around. It was just dumb. There was a couple. It wasn't yep. a lot, but there was a few. Um, and Always that, a few dummies in every crowd. Right. And then, of course, the afterwards, like the after parties, was that was the crazy scene. And we all slammed ourselves. And, of course, there were things like, you know, John T. Edge was hosting a one, you know, that Zimmern and, like, other people were going to that we had no access to, <laughs> just like humans. But Sean Sherman was going, so that was awesome. But we all ended up cramming Sean into... Sean Sherman's the indigenous chef from here. The sous chef, yeah. Sous chef. Uh, and so we, and he won an award the night before the leadership award, which was amazing. And to hear him talk and to hear them speak about what he's doing to really sort of, um, help people understand, you know, not only just indigenous culture, but the way that they, they accepted food and the way that they did. And he said it better than anybody else the whole night after the leadership awards. He said, you know, indigenous people have the blueprint for sustainability for all of you who are working to figure out sustainable systems. He's like the indigenous people knew how to eat plants and animals from where they were. And that's it. And it's very, it was very humbling to the rest of the crowd, I think who are all fighting for workers rights and black farmers and everything else. And he kind of brought it home to, by the way, you're all on borrowed land, like all of you. (laughs) And it was just like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it was wonder. I mean, it was, and he's, and the best part of him, he's not a scold and he's not someone who like wants to point fingers and make you feel bad about being a white human in America. He's like, let's just, he's like, just remember the past, just know the past. That's all you need to do is be informed by it. Yeah. And then, and then think about how you can inform the future from that. So 
Anyway, so and so we ended up at Girl and the Goat, smashed in with millionaires. I mean, like that's really how I felt about it. Like I Girl and the never... Goat is Stephanie Izzard's Top Chef winners restaurant in yes, Chicago. Yes, and uh, and more importantly, it's part of the Boca Group, which is they won for outstanding restaurant tour. Oh, so nice. basically, we were standing in line, and then the guy Kevin Bame, who owns the place, he comes out. He's wearing his medal, and he's like, "There's no lines tonight," and he basically hushers everybody in, and it's packed. You know what I mean? Like it is like packed and there's it's everyone's in tuxedos and velvet armani and dripping with like <laughs> like things and we're like at the state fair packed you know what i mean like i was like butts and boobs scraping against each other as you move by i'm like oh i'm sorry <laughs> you know with your beautiful uh stuff and it was just funny um you know it was just sort of like everybody was it was Who, just weird did you see padma no i didn't see her did you I saw see- Gail. I ran oh. into Gail. I scuffed Gail's shoe. If you read my recap, you'll see that, like, because we after Girl in the Goat, we moved on to uh, Big Star Taco. And I totally tried to plug my phone in. And as I was pulling it out, I kind of smacked her foot. And I looked up. I'm like, sorry, Gail Simmons. Sorry, Gail Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny. It was, you know, it was running from place to place. Here's the other thing. Everything was free. We ate and drank for free. Like I bought a bunch of shots for the our Minnesota people. I bought a bunch of whiskey shots and I was like putting my card down and he's like, No, it's all in the house. Everything was on the house. Everything. That's awesome. I know. I but I'm like, how are you doing this? How much this is a lot of money. When did you fly out the next day? Um, I fly out the afternoon, okay. I think. So. so you got to sleep in a little. Yeah, I mean, we were out till two. You know what I mean? And then we came back to the hotel and Elisa was doing her uh, editing. And uh, till two in the morning and then we got up at five, you know what I mean? To finish editing and writing and all that kind of stuff. So it was good. It was I probably won't go again. You know what I mean? Because we kind of don't need to see that spectacle more. Yeah. You know, but it was lovely to be there when Anne won and I was in the press room. So they would win. They would do the things and then they would come up through the press room so that they could get interviewed, obviously. And then. Then they go back to their seats. So I was there when Anne first came off the stage and I gave her this huge hug and she's shaking and she was just like, oh my God. I mean, and so it was and nice I, that she saw a friendly face. Yeah. Right and that's after. what she said. And then she said, I forgot to thank Khan. <laughs> she's like, I totally did drop my, my speech in the bathroom and I forgot to thank my husband. And I was like, well, let's just do a little. I'm like, do you want to do a little video right now? I'm like, we can do an addendum. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. So that's what we did. Um, if you want to read Steph's recap or see Ann Kim's very beautiful, inspiring speech um, that I just thought was great, you can find that on the Weekly Dish Facebook page yeah. from a few posts back. Right, 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 right. All right. Well, Steph, there you go. That is a nice recap. There it we is. have been talking about gardening season being upon us and our friend and gal pal and fill in host Weekly Dish Elizabeth Reese, Weekly Disher Elizabeth Reese, is going to be with us when we come back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. We are The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Stephanie March. And we are here with our friend and favorite fill-in host, Elizabeth Reese. Hello. Oh, good morning, you guys. Nice to be with you. Yay, nice it's to a good be day. with you. I'm so happy. I love it. All right, is today the day you're breaking the seal and gardening things? No, no. Too cold. Thank you. Too cold. Thank yeah. you. And I've actually been discussing this with um, lots of gardening experts who say um, it is, it's still too cold. The soil yeah. temperatures are still too low. So Larry Farr, who's a yes. wonderful gardening expert who um, comes on Twin Cities Live and KSTP regularly, he was just on the show this week. And a few weeks ago when he was in, he said, we're going to be ready to plant. You can start planting some of those cold, you know, the cooler weather things. If you're going like flowers, you can do pansies, but then, you know, other seeds of like radishes and stuff like that. Yeah. 
And then um, and then he stepped it back this week Ooh. and said that it's just still too cold. Well, and my garden that I'm trying to plant before I leave on May 25th is in Ely. I don't have a hope in heck. No, no I mean, you Ely, don't. your growing season, it's a miracle you can even grow a blade of grass up there. <laughs> That's the, the thing. season is so short. That's very <laughs> inspiring. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just being honest, you know, I yes. mean, and that was the big thing I worried about with you, like with us trying to get like a garden show in this early because it really is and it's in for the northern climes i mean some of the farmers from common ground are like yeah i don't have produce i just have cows because i can't grow it up there it is you know the one thing about it now though that i have found i think it's a good time to map things out so one mistake that i've made and what can happen when you get really excited about getting stuff into your beds or into your garden or whatever you have going on and i've made this mistake before is i just get so excited on that first day and i just like go hog wild and if you can take like today is going to be beautiful so if you can just walk around your space and start to kind of map out where you want things to be and what you really want i think you will buy more intentionally and not waste so much money at the garden store if you're overspending yep okay uh, and over buying and overstuffing your garden which i do regularly yes and i would say when you're looking my biggest fail last year was i was crowding those brussels sprouts yeah and i did not realize how much space that they needed and it's like when you read those things that say they need like six six inches between plants i'm like whatever is that six inches <laughs> you know or like a foot and i'm like i don't have a foot this is going here and that's dumb yeah i think the other space saver thing that i talk about a lot and that one that i've i've tried to buy um trellises that I love I really encourage like just growing up like looking at what your space is and the other thing is even if you have a lot of room growing up just makes your garden feel a little bit more manageable what grows up cucumbers vine up any sort of squash will grind vine up. Um, I've done cucumelons the last couple of years, yes. uh, which I'm I know doing you guys love year. those in cocktails. Yep, we My love those. Kids think those are so fun, and if you're not familiar with them, they're like little. They look like little teeny tiny baby watermelons. Yeah, I mean the cutest little muffins you ever did see in your life. Yeah, and then they taste kind of like tart cucumbers. So they're used in lots of cocktails, but then you can also just snack on them. And it, like lemon cucumbers are good too, because when I last year I did regular cucumbers. And they were huge. And I felt like, you know, I was just like, oh, I just, I I was already over them by the time I was halfway through the season. Yeah. And then it's like a pile of seedy mush on the inside too. But so then if I got, so then the year before I did lemon cucumbers, which are those little kind of, they're like the size of a big lemon. Yeah. And they, that's as big as they get. And then, so then we didn't have, we had kind of more of them, but it was like, I wasn't sick of them by the end. Pole beans are another great thing. They grow up, so you can always trellis those. I mean, yep. you need to trellis those. And I've seen, there's a place called the Children's Farm in Stillwater, which is like the most magical preschool setup ever. And they do these summer classes. But they had these super cool, they were like um, arches. And you could walk, the kids could walk through the arch. And all of the pole beans grew up along the side. Oh, that's cute. And so it was really neat. So you can think about, you know, and a lot of people have like, or you can get pretty cheap, those kind of garden arches. Yeah. Where you have like sort of the entrance to your garden or the entrance to your yard. You can put pole beans below and you can even do them in big pots below. And then they'll climb up the arch and then you can pull the beans off of them. And the purple pole beans are super fun because when you plant them and they grow, they look purple. And then when you cook them, they turn green. 
Oh, yes. I like this. So awesome. Yeah. So those are some really fun. See, and that's kind of what like this weekend could be about is like popping by and seeing what different varieties of things. I always like to just try a few different things every year. And the best strategy for me has been to grow things that you don't necessarily see at the farmer's market yes. or that you don't necessarily see at the grocery store because at the farmer's market, you can get this produce at such a great price. You want to grow things that you wouldn't really be able to find there. That I think that's more fun. Okay. Here's the next question. <clears throat> I'm very conflicted about, uh, I don't know, like seeds or plants. Yeah. Some, <clears throat> some plants do better planted in directly into the ground others do better as plants some of them it's a time situation so like you're not going to want to start tomatoes from seed in the ground here i mean you'll just (laughs) never get it done and ely you'll have not a prayer in the world right so you you have to start things like tomatoes you've got to start from a plant so that they've got time to grow during its season. I think you up north need <sighs> to think about just seedlings. I mean, honestly, I don't think you're going to have time for seeds. But I, you can do like radishes that grow fast. I mean, you can do a couple rounds of radishes. Yeah. Little greens, um, like lettuces and just kind of mixed greens that you can just toss in. They are fast. Those yeah. are super fast. Those are a really fun thing to do in pots right outside That's, your door. Yeah. Because um, that way you like near your kitchen. For sure. The cucumbers are really interesting. I had, I did cucumbers by plants forever and then i read that they actually do better from seed right into the ground and i tried it and it worked great this is going to be a really funny summer because we have like a giant cage that has fencing all around it because there's so many deer and stuff up there yeah Yeah. um so i just feel like okay because our growing may 25th and then it all has to be harvested by september 2nd or we're done wait why because that's our window that's the that's the season. Yeah, oh. it'll start freezing. Okay. Wow. I know. I can't so, believe people can even survive up there. And my husband bought all these seeds, and I'm thinking, oh. Well, you can start them today. Start them in yeah. little little pots. Okay, and that then might they'll be a start good plan. Sprouting. Yeah, and I then mean, bring them up. And then you can transplant them. I'm not sure how big they will be in time to transplant. But remember, I mean, like, tomatoes and peppers are hot weather. I mean, they need to be planted when it's warm. But so, you can always do, like, throw some little radish seeds in there, and you'll be great. And you'll have radish greens. I do love roasted radishes. Yes. And you can do lots of different varieties can you of do, radishes. Like potatoes and those kind of stuff? Potatoes you can do. Yeah. yeah you could totally do You potatoes. could do some tubers. Garlic, maybe. Yeah. I did um, sweet potatoes a few years ago, and yeah. I did not even realize that you could grow sweet potatoes in Minnesota. Yeah. And you can. You can. And they vine everywhere. So just be aware you need a lot of space. But digging up sweet potatoes was one of the greatest joys of my life. (laughs) (laughs) But the vines are so pretty, too. Are you going to do it again? I'm going to do it again. This year, I'm in a little bit of a situation because, you know, I moved in October. And my last house, I had a great garden. And we don't have raised beds in here yet. I I really prefer raised beds. I had things kind of like in the ground um, before we had different raised beds at my old house and it's just, they get so weedy and yeah. it's really hard to keep control. So if you can make raised beds happen, they're really not super expensive. The most expensive part is putting the soil in Yeah, yeah, and that's tough. But then once you kind of bite the bullet on that, you're in pretty good shape. So are you going to make raised beds this year? Yeah, I think so. This has been a discussion in the houses. I'm definitely going to do a lot of potted things and then, um, if the raised beds are going to happen, they've got to happen in the next couple of weeks. But we're also in the midst of a massive kitchen remodel. So there's a lot <laughs> happening. 
there's a lot. You guys, I mean, I'm cooking on my porch on a griddle. And when I tried to use the griddle and the toaster oven at the same time the other day, I blew a fuse. That was a whole nother situation. That's hilarious. That yeah. is that is like the remodel revamp. Well, well assuming camping. I get yeah. any produce here, my other problem is, is I'm leaving on a van trip in September. So <laughs> I'm going to be giving away whatever I grow because it's just kind of an experimental year. Yeah. And I said to my husband, look, if we bring a box to the coffee shop in town and just put free on it, someone will eat the stuff, right? Oh my gosh, for sure. Remember, I mean, kale is another great thing to grow. Oh, I That's, love kale. Kale is so easy. I like to grow the dino kale, the lacinato kale. Yep. Is that how you say that? That's how I say it. I always called it lactino. No, that would not be right. <laughs> but it's not lactino. It has nothing to do with lactation, nope. although it probably does support healthy lactation. Right, right. Because it's so it good is, for you. It is kale. Oh. Hey, another idea would be to bring your produce to uh, a food shelf up there. Oh, yeah. Good point. You can totally do that. They do that at the Dowling Community Garden in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. They have, um, you know, they collect all of the excess produce and people donate thousands of pounds of produce that is just given to people who need it. There is a Farm Fest day today, by the way, at uh, the the Urban Farm. You know, the one in, there's one in Minneapolis called, uh, it's called Tamales y Bicicletas. I don't know. Bicycles and tamales. Bikes, yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. I like both those things. Yeah, and they are at, uh, they're doing a Farm Fest today, and you can go and, like, from four to eight, you can go and, like, pretend, like, work, like, pretend you are a farmer and go help them work and clean up and do some stuff. And then they have, like, a maker's market and they've got food and entertainment and all that kind of stuff. Fun. Yeah. Okay, that's really fun. All right, Elizabeth, we're going to have to have you on again throughout the summer. You know where I live. Your wins, your losses. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any just like one final piece of gardening advice? I mean, I think just give yourself a lot of grace because I've been doing it for like 10 years and I don't consider myself an expert by any means. And um, it's it's one of those really wonderful activities where you're forced to just do it on the timeline that nature wants you to do it. You know, we have so other so few other things in life that are like that. Like everything else is instant. I can Google it. I can get it. I can get it delivered with Bite Squad. I can have everything anytime I want. And the thing about the garden is it marches to the beat of nature's drum and it's a really gratifying experience. So get Which out is there. probably why I'm struggling right now because yeah. I'm a control freak. And you want it and you want I'm it like, in your time frame. Yes. Make this happen. Yeah. This is a full therapy session. I, I like it. Good to know. <laughs> All right, Elizabeth. Thanks, thank you so much. Thanks, lady. Mm-hmm. You'll hear Elizabeth at various times probably throughout the yeah, summer. We've got some June dates coming up and, uh, and then August and September she's going to fill in. All right. Know? So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Weekly Dish. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. I'm Stephanie March. <laughs> and it's Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. Moms. <laughs> Moms. You're so funny. I know. I just, you know why? Because I wanted to say something about my mom, but then I didn't want it to be sad. Okay. I was just kind of watching and holding and things. I know. I miss my mom. Okay. Actually, a funny story. So my mom, and I say this with love, but she was basically the crabbiest person alive. Um, she was just a very crabby person. She was always known as just being crabby. So my sister and I have been having a debate. My mom has a bench out at the Arboretum in Chanhassen. And I keep thinking it's in the cherry blossom orchard. And my sister is like, um, no, I think it's in the crab apples. I was like, no, it isn't. Like, yes, it is. No, it isn't. We looked it up. She sent me a screenshot yesterday. My mom's bench that has her very nice inscription on it is amongst the crab apples. Oh my God. And we all, we were like, okay, if one of us dies, we should get a plaque and put it in there. Cause really our crabby apples didn't fall far from the crabby uh, apple crabby tree. Crabby apples. <laughs> so true. 
I mean, that's that's the good stuff. Hey, there is a question over on the Facebook page, which is not getting a lot of traction, but that's because I think you're probably outside and having a good time. Um, but it is about what was the best gift that you've ever given or received as a Mother's Day gift. And you are a giftable person. You yes, and your family, I you are very gifts. giftable. And for me, it's never about the gift. But I'm kind of like, as far as a gift goes, it could be anything. Like for me, it's more about having the kids come over. And like we were hanging out doing my yard last year. We're probably going to do it again this year because it's so nice out. So, you know, we're going to be like just kind of working on stuff like clearing out. Like as far as gardening goes, I am not... You know, like I like I said, I'm not ready to plant, but I am ready to kind of like move things aside and get things ready to go. That's a good giftable thing. Like That's a gift. La- was it not last year or maybe the year before? My sister uh, lives up in uh, Coon Rapids and she was having kind of a hard time. And my husband and my daughter and me went to Bachman's and bought all the gardening stuff. And we went and built we made her a garden. Yeah. A beautiful flower garden in the I front of her that. house. Yeah. We did all of her landscaping. Yeah. She sat and cried. Yeah. That <laughs> she is was a so gift. happy. That's what I would think. Her little kids helped us. Yeah. If you're going to give a gift that is, you know, for that is about love, I feel like it shouldn't necessarily be like a scented candle <laughs> or like, oh, here's this purse. You know, yes. I kind of feel like and I always think about like, you know, what are the things that your mom did for you? You know, what are the things? And if there's a way to sort of translate and give it back in, in some way, shape or form, whether it's. You know, if she was always the person who drove you to hockey practice, you know, every day and got up super early, I would feel like getting her like a spa day or something would be like an amazing gift to like, it's time to relax, you know, yeah. and just like, like take care of yourself and all that kind of stuff. Cause it is hard. It's hard for moms to also, <clears throat> well, it's hard for some moms to accept help or gifts. And then it's hard for them to sort of, you know, tell you what they either need or want. Don't you think that's true too? Yes. Cause it's hard to, that was a lesson I learned being sick that I didn't do great, but to ask for help is really hard. Right. I'm not good at it. No. I think my best gift I ever got was from Ellie. She had a picture of our dog painted. Oh, and Nikki, the dog is, she's a grandma. Like, and the picture she picked was in our old, the front steps of our old house with my pots of geraniums in the back. Yeah. Like she was very thoughtful about picking a picture at my old house that I still have such fond feelings about. Yeah. So yeah, that was a good gift. That is a good one. I know a lot of people talk about, and especially with the food situation, they're thinking like they'll get their mom, you know, something for the kitchen, like, oh, I'll get her an instant pot or, you know, yep. oh, and those are good too. But one of the things I remember thinking uh, somebody would be a great gift is like, if you, if there's like an old wooden cutting board that you're, you know, that's all worn out, or if you know, like her knives are dull, like getting her a knife sharpening thing or doing something that kind of just gives a little bit of a boost that doesn't change the kitchen too much. Cause of course, some people are completely obsessed, you know, like controlly about what goes on in their kitchen. Like if someone gave me a new pot, that would be great. But like, don't mess with the pans that I have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't be like, you can throw this away. No, that's not getting thrown away. I like when people offer like to cook for you or just come and cook for you or just time spent, like maybe buy a cooking class that you can take together. Yeah. I well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Time is good. Yeah. Or like, a, yeah, actually. And like, you know, maybe movie passes and mean like go to I, a concert. Yeah. Like I will go to the whatever movie you want to go to. Like committing to that kind of a thing. I took LA to Nico Case. I gave it to her for Christmas for her birthday. And we went to the show together at the Fitz. And I touched her the entire night. Yeah. Like I just couldn't stop touching her. And I was like, oh, I guess I've really missed just touching you. Yeah. Yeah. It just like, it's just you. Yeah. You just miss her physicality. Yeah. Of being just around. like I'm, I had holding her arm and rubbing her back yeah. and 
I was like, oh, I realize I've been touching you for an hour and a half. Sorry. Oh, my God. Okay, so also about brunch. Let's have a moment to talk about brunch because, you know, this is my annual rant. Why? Because it is true. Why do moms have to have brunch? Dads get like steak dinners and moms have to have brunch. Why is that fair? My sister, actually, we were like, well, maybe we should go to brunch. She goes, well, I don't like brunch. I don't, I don't like want brunch. brunch. I'll have my own mimosa at home. Yeah. Let's do something else. Let's do something else. <laughs> also, it kind of makes me have to get up and get showered and pretty and everything else. <laughs> That's which, exactly what she said. She I goes, want... I want to do something in my sweatpants. Yes. Like I, that's the gardening aspect of all of this tomorrow. Uh, and yeah, tomorrow is like, I'm going to sleep until I wake up and then I'm going to go for a run and then I'm going to be all sweaty and gross and work in my yard. And that is a perfect day for me. Yeah. And then having them come over and, and like putz around and let the dog run around or whatever. And then let's go either get burgers or make burgers, you know, or do that's a steak. A good drink Mother's some whiskey. Day for Stephanie Mark. God, yes. But the whole <laughs> thing of brunch is so funny to me. And there's so many moms who are like, oh, that's great. That's fine. Like, I think that they don't necessarily would want to go, but they're not going to say, I don't want to go to brunch. I, there are a lot of families. I was saying this on the Jason show that go to sea salt and get in those surreys. You know oh, how you yeah, put like eight people in them and you drive around and you bike and yeah. you're always on the wrong path. That's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, there's, and that's, you know, I guess doing like spending the day. Yeah. And doing that, like going on a hike and then going out for beers afterwards. That to me would be perfect too. It is a little soggy out there. That's the only thing. But I mean, still. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of feel like there's, there's a lot. I don't know why it's, it's so, and I don't want to, you know, besmirch the restaurants who Mother's Day brunch is a very big thing for them. And we should thank, or just since we can. Yeah. We don't have to like do anything, but. I really do appreciate all the restaurant workers because my sister works as a, a server and Mother's Day is a big day for them. And I appreciate all the people that are moms that are yes. working on that day, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To make it nice for the other moms. Right. Yeah. And I also think there's sometimes, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine who we we're saying there's many years where we realize, like, I just totally phoned it in to my mom, you know, and I gave her like a card. Or not even gave her a card, like may have called her because I wasn't either in the area or I didn't do oh, yeah. anything. And so in a weird way, I feel like I'm at that same space where like if it doesn't, if nobody calls me or anything tomorrow, you know, tomorrow, it's fine. I know my daughter has a 17 page paper due on Monday. Right. So I'm like, OK, we're going to have dinner on Sunday night for Kurt's mom. And if you can join us, that's great. But if it feels like too much. Right. No pressure. No pressure. We can do something some other time. I know you're. And she was like, thanks, mom. I know. <laughs> uh, the other thing is I want to shout out, of course, my annual shout out to all the the chosen moms, the step yes. moms and the step dads and all the step parents. Bonus people. The, yeah. The bonus parents who are out there and working hard to help raise other people's biological humans because it takes it a village. Is, it's, I saw a card the other day that said, step parenting, all the all the blame and none of the fun. <laughs> or none oh, of the credit. Terrible, all the blame and none of the credit, you know? And I was like, eh, yeah. I mean, there's something like, oh, I, step bombing or step parenting is, is like um, all the love in front of you with all the knives in your back or something like that. Because oh, that is an exception exceptional card because yeah. it's a good so one? true it's so true well it's true a lot <laughs> we have steps and halves and it's complicated it's super complicated and you have to just you know in today's blended world i don't even i mean like it's actually probably more common than not to have some sort of yeah, a blended situation so. we are the mike and carol brady you know generation oh i'm so, so glad you hearkened to the brady's i know well yeah, that it's was either my that or show. shirley jones for the yeah. uh, partridge family so well, that's kurt's generation the 10 years older the shirley jones yeah so there you go 
know, guys, just a little Mother's Day shout out. If you want to, you know, give a shout out on the Facebook page about the best gift you've ever given. Mine, of course, is just hanging out and doing yard work. So or if you want to call us because yeah. we have six. Oh, we have two moms on the phone. Donna and Cindy. Hang on. We're going to take you in the next break. It's the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. 651-983-4766. What? We'll be back. 651-651-641-1071. She you know just what gave I just out did? her cell phone number. Yes, I did, Please friends. do not. So 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I didn't get any calls on my cell phone during the break, so that's cool. That's a good idea. Uh, we do have Donna on the line who's got a Mother's Day gift idea for us. Hi, Donna. Hello, Stephanie, class of, you know, 86JHS. Oh, yes, Donna. High school <laughs> anyway. buddy, sounds like. I love it. <laughs> Um, what I always do for Mother's Day is I focus on charity because stuff is hard to figure out what stuff is the right stuff. And so one of the things my sister and my mom and I always do is watch the race for the cure. And that's yes. been a group of lots of different people, but now it's just the three of us and it's a really great time. My mom is 80 and we still do it every year. Nice. Um, and then the other thing I do for all of my friends who are moms, because I am not a mom, is I make a larger donation to the Minneapolis Crisis Nursery, and oh. then I send them a card and thank them for being a mom and give them a little certificate. Yay! That I get that. Oh, that's a great idea. So, that's awesome. Yeah. That Just is a great their motherhood. So, yeah, that's yes, a great organization too. Thank yeah, you, Donna. We love it. Junior high school or uh, Jefferson High School graduate doing it right. Eighty six. Hi, Cindy. How are you today? Hi. Happy Mother's Day. Happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. I just called with my favorite Mother's Day present, which was last year. Please. My son, who is now 41, when he was a little guy, we used to clean the house every Saturday, and I'd blast Billy Joel on the radio <laughs> while we cleaned. So last year, he was moving right around Mother's Day. So he called me up, and he goes, hey, Mom, do you remember back when I was really little, and we used to blast Billy Joel and listen to him while we cleaned the house? He goes, how about you come over, we'll pack some boxes, and we'll blast Billy Joel, and that's what we did, and I got tears in my eyes, and we ordered takeout Chinese. Oh, oh God, that's I a good story, it. Cindy. I yeah. love it. Oh, Cindy, that's perfect. See, sometimes yeah, that's all you need. That's I love all it. You need. Thank you, Cindy. I appreciate I your calling in. 651 I almost did it again. I'm sorry, my brain. Oh, my God, it's so good. <clears throat> um, okay, uh, here I, we you go. You got it? Yeah. Okay. Go with your the chicken one. Okay. All right, we, we did get a question about uh, chicken broth, and uh, this is from Sarah. And she says, oh, I put all the fixings in my crock pot to make chicken broth last night, including the carcass from a rotisserie chicken, then ran out the door. Came home three hours later and realized I didn't plug in the darn crock pot. So my last stitch attempt was to boil everything for about 20 minutes, and then I stuck it all in the crock pot overnight. Do you think it is safe to eat? I can't find any answers online and thought you ladies may know. It's totally safe. I think so, too. It's not like we're medical scientists or official food safety specialists, yeah. but yes. Well, it was, you, okay, so it was sitting there for three hours in a crock pot, which I'm assuming was closed, so it just was at room temperature for three hours in a closed situation, which is not enough to, like, get a whole bunch of, you know, it's not enough to spoil yet. And it's a rotisserie chicken carcass, That's already so been it's cooked. already been cooked. Right, and then I would also say that the, you boiled it, uh, so she says that her, she boiled everything for 20 minutes and then stuck it in the crock pot, so I think you're 100% fine. Yeah, you raised too. 
Just any levels, any pathogens that you might have gotten, you would have already killed. So you're good. And if you die, just don't sue us. So please. sorry, but yeah, I do it. I did, like I was just saying, I did it the other night where I was making stock, and then at the end of the night, I was too tired to put it into the Tupperware and strain it, and so I just turned it off, put a lid on it, went to bed. In the morning, I got up, I reboiled it, I just brought it back up to a boil for a few minutes, and then I shut it off and put it in the fridge. I do it at night. I put it in the containers, and then I don't want to make my refrigerator hot, so I just leave them on the counter overnight and start refrigerating them in the morning. Yeah. 651-641-1071 if you have some questions. We've had a few come in here. Um, we had a funny conversation last week on the air that sort of extenuated into the podcast, too. And if you ever want more Weekly Dish, subscribe to the podcast. Just get your favorite app, whether it's Stitcher or iTunes or Podcast One, whatever it is. You can look for Weekly Dish and you will get each hour of the show broadcast. You'll get the top two and hour two that Hope puts up every week. And on Wednesdays, we drop a completely separate episode that we only provide for podcast subscribers. So find us there. Um, but we had a whole conversation last week and then continued on about Mexican food and chimichangas. Apparently, <laughs> we are the dopes of the Mexican food world. Like, apparently, every Mexican restaurant supposedly has chimichangas. Yeah. And we're we just, just like... We didn't know it. No. We're like, oh, chimichangas, where? Like, one lady, she said... Did was, these people send us notes about yeah, this? I haven't goes, seen these. I am just dying laughing. She's like, every Mexican restaurant I ever go to has a chimichanga. The best one is Pablo's in Shakopee. Yummy and crisp and not too much sauce. But apparently we're not eating in Mexican restaurants a lot because chimichanga is apparently like burrito or taco on a lot of these menus. I would. I. Okay. Well, <laughs> let me just say maybe I'm not eating in family driven Mexican restaurants. Yeah. Because like the Mexican restaurants I've been eating at don't have them on the menu. So Bobby, Bobby called in and has a question. Uh, Six four one one oh seven one. Hi, Bobby. Hi. I was just going to let you know that my husband has 14 raised beds in the backyard and Woodbridge Street in St. Paul. We do square gardening and we um, we have. 66 pepper plants, well, no, over 100 pepper plants so in, you know, growing in our, under our grow light and the tomato plant. So if you need any peppers, come on over. Oh, <laughs> that's so nice of you, Bobby. So I, I love that you're that into it. What do you do with all the produce? It sounds like you could start a restaurant. Well, uh, what we do is we give it to some of our neighbors and um, I have 11 in my family, so... Uh, Nice. Have to share it with them. Yeah, you're like your own farmer's market for the family. Basically. I love that. Thanks, Bobby. Basically, love it. Love it. All right. Uh, dear Steph and Steph, okay. just wondering if you could suggest a good box wine to serve at a grad party. We're having Culver's cater the party and are trying to keep things simple as possible with beverages. We'd like to put out box wine for guests to serve themselves. I'm looking for a brand that has good flavor, red or white, but is reasonably priced as it will be a rather large party. Thanks for any advice you can provide and love the show. Oh, that's nice. Um, well, I tend to think like Boda Box is not a bad idea. Um, you know, I like those house reds and house whites. From Boda Box? I, is are, that what? They're just called house red, house oh, white. really? And it has a house on the front. Oh, okay. I don't know that one. I've only, oh, you know what? I think I've only seen that one in a can. But what I was going to say, you could maybe look at cans too, but I, that maybe that's a little bit less. That's probably more expensive than, because it, it's true. The, uh, the boxes are great because there's such volume to them. Uh, Black Box has a Cabernet. 
That's also pretty good if yeah. you've seen Black Box Cabernet. Yeah, Boda Box, Black Box, and um, God, what was the other one? There was another one that I was thinking of that had a Prosecco, I feel like, in a box. Oh, I, I think know. that could be House. Maybe that is House. Yeah, they uh, that, okay, that, I'm high on that. Yeah. <laughs> high on that, high wow. High on that. Great, okay. high on that. Woo! Um, but yes, Prosecco in a box sounds fantastic. Also, let me suggest... That's dangerous, though. If that was in my refrigerator, no, no. I might never be no, no. sober again. I'm going to suggest also the Red Sangria box, which is it's called the Beso del Sol. And I remember having this at someone's party, and it was just a really great sangria. And it's kind of like, it's not... So it's a red wine, but it's a fruity and a little bit more sweet, but it's a little also lower alcohol, which is nice. Okay. So that it's a little bit more drinkable. Um. All right, it is time to take a break. We have one other comment about, I'll just read it to you. Okay. Who would you contact from the old Rudolphs to encourage them to put out their rib rub blend? Now that you can no longer get their delicious ribs, I'd get anything to make them. I believe their rib tips are delicious too. Can you help? We got a person. We got a person. We got a person. We'll His search name for is that. Dave. Dave, if you're listening, 651-641-1071. <laughs> I know, he's got my cell phone number. I know, We'll be is. back. All right.